Kamala Harris says she's ready to run again for vice president. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg fires back on House GOP members. Plus, criticism pours in over Joe Biden's first presidential veto. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday. I hope you're having a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Kamala Harris, because even though we still don't know what Joe Biden is going to do for 2024, he probably doesn't even know. And if he did, he'd likely forgot already. But Kamala Harris is a different story. She says she's ready to roll. Vice President Kamala Harris reportedly ready to campaign extensively for President Biden. I guess that's code for they're going to keep him in the basement. Uh, that is as soon as he announces that he's running, if he does. As our Joe Biden has said, he intends to run, and if he does, I will be running with him. Joe Biden intends, has said he intends to run for re-election as president, and I intend to run with him as vice president of the United States. Yep, she is all fired up and ready. But again, it's Kamala Harris, the person who said this. I'm here in Guatemala today at some point. You know, we are going to the border. We've been to the border. So this whole this whole this whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. And I haven't been to Europe. And I I don't I don't understand the point that you're making. She hadn't been to the border, but she hadn't been to Europe either. What does that even mean? Have you ever seen a more inept pair than Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? Actually, that may be one reason why Joe Biden is keeping Harris around. She polls worse than Biden. I guess it's nice to keep someone close who people honestly despise more than you. Even those closest to the vice president say she is not ready. Not up to the many tasks the president has already given her. Here's the Wall Street Journal with the headline, Kamala Harris prepares to hit the road for Biden despite cracks in her support. More here, liability to the 2024 ticket. Doesn't perform consistently. Harris herself is the biggest impediment to her political future, unable to instill confidence. The Real Clear Politics average of polls shows Harris at a 56% disapproval rating with only 36% approval. But hey, she does give us gems like this one. They strapped in to their seats and waited as the tanks beneath them filled with tens of thousands of gallons of fuel. And then they launched. Yeah, they did. (laughs) What can you say? Kamala Harris is terrible, but there are people out there who will vote to keep Biden in power just so they don't get Harris. That's how bad she is. All right, next let's talk about Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, the liberal Democrat who is going after former President Trump. This guy's a real piece of work. He's one of the George Soros-funded DAs who is trying to destroy this country through the legal system. Bragg has downgraded the majority, not some, but the majority of his felony cases to misdemeanors, which puts bad guys back on the street. In his pursuit of Donald Trump, 
He is pushing a case that the Department of Justice and the FEC have already reviewed and said there's nothing to pursue. The man who held Bragg's office before Bragg said there was nothing to pursue. It's pure politics and abuse of power. And now Bragg's office is fighting back on efforts by House Republicans for him to testify in front of Congress on exactly what is going on in his office. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's office attempting to punch back and has issued a response to top House Republicans demanding that he testify before Congress and turn over documents related to his investigation into the former president. His spokesman telling Fox News Digital, we will not be intimidated by attempts to undermine the justice process, nor will we let baseless accusations deter us from fairly applying the law. In every prosecution, we follow the law without fear or favor to uncover the truth. Our skilled, honest, and dedicated lawyers remain hard at work. Have you ever heard a more bogus statement coming from a Democrat? Now, one of the House leaders requesting Bragg to appear before Congress is Representative Jim Jordan, who summed up exactly what's going on. First it was Russia, then it was his call with Zelensky, then they wanted his tax returns, then they wanted his business records, then they go after his children, and now it's this on something no one else would take by a district attorney, by the way, who, who downgrades every crime to misdemeanors. The few felony cases he brings, he loses most of them. And who's his star witness for this prosecution of President Trump? Michael Cohen, who came in front of our committee four years ago and lied six times in front of Congress, that's their star witness who is the basis of their prosecution. So what happens next? By the time the show airs, perhaps Trump has already been indicted. There's talk that pressure is mounting against Bragg regarding his efforts to push a bogus case. Most of the personnel in his office are against it, and the political pressure is building. The question is, is it enough pressure to stop the single-minded nature of a radical Democrat when that focus is to get Trump? All right, next we have Joe Biden, who this week issued his first veto of his presidency. And it is a veto that is getting widespread and bipartisan rebuke. On what issue did Biden decide to take a stand? It's an issue that shows that he is certainly controlled by the radical wing of his party. Biden vetoed a measure that would prohibit fund managers and investment agents from using woke ESG principles when managing money for their clients. What does this mean? Well, ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance, and it's this left-wing kick that corporations are now on, pushed by the radical left, which stresses involvement in leftist programs that have nothing to do with a company's product or service or bottom line. In the investment world, it often means that those controlling your 401k or other investments are putting money into woke funds that either do not yield the same rate of return as other investments or flat out lose money. That is wrong. Fund managers should be focusing on making money for the client. That's the job, not taking other people's money to fund left-wing interests. So the House and Senate came together and passed bipartisan legislation calling for an end to a labor department rule, which encourages retirement fiduciaries to consider ESG issues in their investment. Biden vetoed the bill and issued this statement. I just signed this veto because the legislation passed by the Congress would put at risk the retirement savings of individuals across the country. They couldn't take into consideration investments that wouldn't be impacted by climate, impacted by overpaying executives, and that's why I decided to veto it. It makes sense to veto it. It seems that Biden can only talk by mumbling now. But here's the kicker. That video statement was attached to a tweet posted from Biden's presidential account that blasted MAGA Republicans. 
I just vetoed my first bill. This bill would risk your retirement savings by making it illegal to consider risk factors MAGA House Republicans don't like. Your plan manager should be able to protect your hard-earned savings, whether Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene likes it or not. Wow. And this is the guy the media love to call the great uniter. The fact is that Biden flat out lied in that tweet because the legislation does work to protect hard-earned savings. ESG funds could be considered as long as they make money for the client, because that is what a 401k is all about. This legislation simply stated that the focus of the managers has to be on making money for the client. He or she can't take someone's money and invest it in some left-wing project simply because it makes the fund manager feel good. So despite what he wrote, people's hard-earned savings are not more at risk than before. All right, next let's talk about China and Russia, because the leaders of these two countries recently met to talk about Ukraine and a host of other issues. And as important as anything substantive that might have emerged from these talks was the optics. In the absence of real leadership, others will rise to fill that void. And that's exactly what's happening here. While the U.S. is leading the way and sending billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine with no strategy or constraints, the U.S. under Joe Biden is nowhere to be found as being a serious player on the diplomatic world stage. Biden and Secretary of State Antony Blinken are flat out mocked by the Chinese and Russian officials. There's no respect because there's no fear. It's always so interesting to me when a Democrat president comes into office because one of the first things liberals will say is that this president will repair our relationships with our allies, that America will regain its standing in the world community. Well, look at what we have now. Weakness is never respected. And Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping are now expanding their influence around the world. Now, it's clear that the trip was meant for China to flex its muscles on the international stage. And here are some comments from the Chinese leader during the visit. It is true that both of our countries share the same or similar goals. We have exerted efforts for the prosperity of our respective countries. We can cooperate and work together to achieve our goals. Blah, blah, blah. Now, CNN's international correspondent, Will Ripley, had a nice dissection of Xi's trip to Russia, saying it's all about replacing the American global influence with a new Chinese world order. His priority is ideology. And he and Vladimir Putin share uh, the belief that the world order as it has existed for the last 70 years, uh, you know, insured by the United States is a world order that needs to change. Uh, they believe that the system of democracy, the cultural liberalism uh, is, is a disgrace and they want to see the world uh, aligned more the way that their countries are, where they are controlled very heavily uh, by the government. Great comments. And again, if America doesn't lead, someone else will. And I'm not talking about endless wars. I'm talking about leadership. And former President Trump was able to end our endless wars and show that the American system was the best in the world, not by withdrawing from the world stage, but by owning it. Next, as the communists pushing leftist ideology around the world, here in America, we are facing increasing efforts by the left to push transgender ideology and sexualize our children. Another example has come to light in a Boston area government-run school which presented a survey to middle school kids asking if they were transgender and if they participate in oral sex. 
This survey was given out to 11, 12, and 13-year-old kids. Parents are outraged, and according to the Washington Free Beacon, the principal of the school sent a letter to parents and acknowledged the many concerns over the survey. Give me a break. I don't care about acknowledging concerns. I care about doing something. Acknowledging concerns is like listening to a Karine Jean-Pierre press conference where everything is a top priority and a great concern. Stop sexualizing children, period. Focus on reading, math, and science, and let kids be kids. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show, so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Friday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.